and welcome to Wealth of Knowledge. I'm Antonio Barbera, and this week we'll be tackling one of my favorite topics that we cover on the podcast, the best stocks for 2020. I'm joined in studio by U.S. News senior investing reporter John Devine. John, thanks for coming back on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Last week, we took a look at some of John's picks for 2019 and how they fared over the year. Definitely go back and check that out if you haven't already. And so now we'll look ahead to exactly which stocks he thinks will shine in 2020. And I say look back because John's 2019 picks should have you convinced of his analysis for 2020. No, no pressure, John. Uh, but he did quite well compared to the market as a whole. So definitely go check out his, his picks from last year and how they did. And, and then we'll expect the same, uh, the same this year with 2020. No pressure. Thank you. So before we dive into the individual stocks, John, I want to get your take on some overall market predictions for next year. Yeah, um, I think 2020. It is you know coming up on the 11th year of the bull market. Um, it's a record-setting length of a bull market, so that's really going to be on everybody's mind. Um, the Federal Reserve is going to be a focus uh, as of now. It looks like um, the Fed is uh, committed to not really raising rates going forward. Um, there are those who who believe that's a good thing, bad thing, but um, certainly good for the, the market overall that rates are going to sort of stay low. Um, but it also means that there's not a, uh, a safety net, much of a safety net, if there's trouble going forward. The Fed can't dramatically slash rates. Um, and, you know, it could do some more quantitative easing, but that's getting a little ahead of the, ahead of the ball. I think um, the Fed will be a focus. U.S.-China the uh, trade spat will be a focus, and whether that, um, you know, is lifted or not. Um, I think that there's a chance that you know, politics could come into play, and um, it would be good for the current administration if uh, if they lifted the ban and the and the uh, excuse me the the trade war and the economy was sort of freed up to go a, a little bit higher and and to to be more more open. Again, but um, so that's one possibility. Um, and then the elections will also be, you know, who comes out in the Democratic race will will matter to markets. Um, and uh, there will be a lot of talk about that. But, you know, as of now, it just looks like a low growth, um, sort of steady, steady eddy type environment. And um, we will see all eyes will be on the elections and the U.S.-China trade war and whether China um, continues to, if it decelerates, that'll be an issue. But, you know, those, those will be some of the uh, main headlines, I think. Before we get to the 10 picks, also, I want to make sure to ask about your methodology for, for how you go about choosing these 10 stocks. So I'm sure listeners are curious as to what your criteria is. So uh, how do you make these choices? Well, Number one, it's got to be a good stock to buy, Antonio. That's number one for that's me. A, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great start. Um, you know, I look for, uh, I start sort of fundamentally and look at, uh, are there any stocks that are just, you know, straight up just fundamentally undervalued that are trading at, you know, multiples of earnings that th their multiples should be much higher. That's, you know, in theory, if you have a stock like that that you're pretty sure of, it's trading at just. Uh, absurdly low multiple, that means that there's room for it, the multiple to appreciate even if earnings don't change, and that will drive the stock price higher. So that's number one, just sort of look for um, fundamentally undervalued names. Look for um, 
sort of larger companies. I mean, the, these are recommendations that um, all sorts of people will be looking into. You you have to provide some degree of safety in terms of uh, being larger cap stocks generally. Um, there are a few picks. I try to mix it up, uh, so I do look for diversification and um, the names that I choose uh, so that overall the portfolio is you know, has a little bit of exposure to um, a number of different sectors. And then I try to tailor it to what, what kind of market I think uh, we'll be seeing in the coming year. And um, one thing that maybe I should have made more clear in your first question is, I think that 2020, um, you know, could be a, quote, risk off, unquote, sort of year where um, investors are a little bit more conservative. And um, you certainly always want to want to brace for that a little bit. I think that's smart to do. So that's um, how I chose um, a lot of these names. And also, if there's, I should say, if there's a growth stock that um, that just is is growing incredibly quickly and is trading for sort of an average valuation, I guess that may be may be repetitive with what I said. But growth is extremely important to investors. It's hard to find. Um, and so those names are, are special as well. Do these stocks fall into different categories in terms of what type of investor should look into the stock, or are they in fact your best stocks because they work for most investor types? No, I think um, you have to tailor it a little bit to um, to who you are, and so uh, this sh- this list should serve as sort of a, a starting point for people to um, use their best judgment and and sort of. You have to understand yourself. It's a little corny, but you have to understand yourself and what what sort of investor you are, what sort of person you are, how how you're going to tolerate fluctuations if they come, which they will, you know. Um, So there are certain names that are more aggressive, absolutely, and and more that are some that are more conservative. And uh, also, obviously, it depends on where you are in life and what you're looking for uh, financially, what your goals are. So there are some where, you know, they're a little bit more of a reach uh, and maybe higher risk, but higher reward as well. And I'll, I'll make that clear when we go through the picks. So let's go through the 10 now. And this is in no particular order in terms of how you rank them that's, correctly. That's Just correct. A, a yeah. basket of 10 picks. So the first one here is Metafast, the American nutrition and weight loss company. I've seen it described also uh, as a multi-level marketing company, which is a phrase that I think <laughs> terrifies most people. But you say, uh, go confidently. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, this was an issue that was a cr- just the business uh, model itself doesn't make it, um, you know, isn't an indictment of of the company necessarily. I mean, um, Herbalife was was a similar uh, company, is a similar company, and that was a big uh, debate between some activist investors, I- uh, Carl Icahn and um, Bill Ackman, a few years ago, and it and it turned out that um, you know the company was fine and. Um, and, and Metafast is is um, has been hit in 2019. I think that's what makes it one of the best stocks to buy for 2020. Um, it's trading at an extremely attractive multiple, and um, there there has been an activist investor that recently got in. He was involved with the company a few years ago. Um, he he bought um, I don't know if it was 2014, many you know five years ago or something, and. Uh, through you know working with the board and agitating and buybacks and stuff, um, the stock went much higher and he's uh, sold and now he's back. It's uh, you know so on Wall Street you never know 
how those things work, if there's a little something shady going on behind the scenes in terms of the timing. But I mean, I liked its timing the first time around and, uh, and it pays a 5% dividend. It trades for 14 times earnings, you know, sells um, health and nutrition products. I think that people always want to lose weight and that's a, you know, going into the new year, that's uh, that's going to be on people's minds. So I think it's um, it's a $1 billion company, which is relatively small in the grand scheme of things. So it is a little bit more ing- aggressive, but I think, um, if you're looking to target, you know, quicker, quicker potential gains, uh, this is a company um, I would be interested in buying for sure. Next up is Alibaba, the Chinese multinational conglomerate holding company that specializes in e-commerce, retail, internet, and tech. What do you like in the future with Alibaba? You know, uh, the easiest way to think of Alibaba is uh, as a sort of uh, analog to um, to Amazon in China, and uh, except Alibaba is um, earning a lot more right now. Um, Amazon has, you know, been uh, has pursued a different strategy, but um, Alibaba's sales are are still growing incredibly quickly over the last five years. Um, I think they've grown by an average of almost fifty percent a year, which is incredible. Um, and in 2020, they're projected to grow another 30%. And, you know, this is a half a trillion dollar company. You know, this is no MetaFast um, we're talking about. Um, and the trade war has not impacted it really at all in terms of the business, which I've been impressed with. You know, I think that the market of just uh, middle class uh, Chinese that are up and coming, it's, it's one of the most, if not the most coveted market for businesses in the world. And, Alibaba has a firm grip on that, and uh, it's very hard to sort of, um, there are high barriers to entry if you want to compete with it. So I think it's a great company, great stock to buy. I own some myself. Next up, the American telecommunications company Nexstar Media Group. What do you like about Nexstar? Um, yeah, so Nexstar is not in a, a real attractive uh, industry. Um, you know, everything is going um you know, the Netflixization of, of the world is uh, sort of driving uh, cable companies um, to be l- less and less popular as investments. And, but that's working to Nexstar's favor. Um, one of the sort of intangible, you know, criteria I have for this list is I'd like to throw in a, a contrarian pick or two. I consider this uh, a little bit contrarian. Um, Nexstar, it's worth about $5 billion. So it's, as I said, you know, um, when you're talking companies under 10 billion, that's that sort of uh, means that it should have some some more impressive growth potential. It pays a 1.7 percent dividend. It's not you know a crazy high dividend, but um, I think they're well positioned to outperform. And it's not a pick for everyone, but I just think it's attractively valued right now. So when you say contrarian, is that in the sense where you want to have? Like this, if you get Nexstar, should you put it with these other stocks on your list or not? Yeah, I think. Um, or just in your portfolio? No, I think it's a good. Um, I did write this uh, this piece as you know, if somebody bought all ten stocks, they'd be set. You know, that that would be um, a good position to be in. So, uh, no, you don't want to own it. You don't want to own just Nexstar and go all in. Um, there are some companies I'd feel more comfortable with uh you know a heavy heavy weight of your portfolio um but 
next star is probably not one of them. I just like the stock. This is one to balance out. Yep. I see. Yep. So let's move to the next one then. AbV, the American Biopharmaceutical Company. Yeah. What do you like here? They uh, they have the world's best-selling drug currently in Humira, um, and that is going to go off patent in a few um, years, which is a concern. Um, but they have um, sort of supplemented their business and tried to address that by uh, buying Allergan, um, which um, makes Botox. Um, and, you know, that's... Uh, Another strong drug that's that's proven, you know, totally proven in the industry, and, and sort of addresses an evergreen uh, desire to to look great, you know, like you do, Antonio. Uh, you know, viewers can't see, your listeners can't see. Without Botox, I would like to <laughs> note. Right, right, of course. Um, but yeah, it pays a huge dividend, five point five percent dividend. Uh, trades at eight point eight times, or around nine times forward earnings. Um, I just think that that is a killer combo when you have a, a company like Avi that's uh, you know worth over a hundred billion dollars. This is not a small name that we're talking about. It is in the healthcare sector, which, as I like to remind people, is a sector that performs uh, well in in sort of late bull markets and uh, and in recessions. So it's offers a little bit of of safety net, in my opinion, in that way. For those unfamiliar, AbbVie, A-B-B-V-I-E. Just wanted to make sure I right, got right. that in there. Yep. So the next one on the list here is the National Mortgage Insurance Corporation, NMI Holdings. What's uh, what's looking up for NMI? Yeah, so this is, um, you know, I just keep thinking of more criteria, the, the, <laughs> the names that you keep going through. Um, I, I like to look for names that are also not so obvious, you know, throw one or two of those in there. Because, um, you know, anybody can just track the market and buy the uh, most popular stocks. But it takes um, sometimes uh, hidden gems can offer the, the highest returns. I think that NMI, um, ticker NMIH, um, is sort of offers that potential. And in 2019, you know, shares are up uh, more than 80 uh, percent last check. Um, and it still looks attractively valued. Um, it trades for about 10 times forward earnings. Um, earnings growth is expected to be strong in comparison to its valuation. Mortgage ins- insurance is, is uh, you know, is necessary. And uh, this is a provider of it that, you know, has proven that it can grow consistently, you know, in the last number of years, I think five years. It grew revenue from like 20 million to almost 300 million. So it's been a rapid grower. Um, and again, not not a safety pick. Maybe, you know, if you're in your 70s and looking for something just to be reliable and steady, any stock that can go up 80% in a year is um, generally a little bit more volatile. And that may be the case here, but I think it's worth the stretch for, for an aggressive investor. Next one on the list is Health Peak Properties, the Real Estate Investment Trust. What do you like about Health Peak? Yeah, um, you know, REITs uh, are uh, have certain tax advantages uh, which are attractive. Um, Health Peak um, just you know is specialized as as you might imagine in, in owning some healthcare properties like you know nursing homes, uh, well senior housing units, I guess you could say. Um, it owns some, some life sciences-based properties. Uh, it's sort of um, 
a derivative way to bet on the healthcare area and get a little bit of um, income coming in. It's a little bit of a f- uh, above four percent. The dividend is, I believe, um, and you know, definitely a pick for a little bit more of a conservative um, investor that is looking for some income. It's about a seventeen billion dollar company. Um, so modestly sized, has room to grow. Newmont Gold Core Corporation, an American mining company. What do you like there? Yeah, this is a pick uh, that's sort of gets to your question of how my picks fit into um, the broader market outlook for 2020. And I think that if there is a risk-off sort of market, uh, investors typically flock to quote, safe haven assets. And gold gold is considered one of those, rightly or wrongly. It, it, it often uh, rises when there are, you know, times of trouble, concern. And that's great for Newmont, which has a ton of uh, proven reserves. Um, I think something like 65 million ounces of uh, proven approvable uh, gold um, to its name. Uh, pays a 1.5% dividend. Um you know, this is something that that is sort of dependent on gold prices. Um, is best considered as a uh, stock to buy uh, within a, a, a larger portfolio. Um, it's a nice exposure to have, I think. So, the next one: British American Tobacco PLC, the multinational cigarette and tobacco manufacturing company. Something tells me this pick uh, is going to need a little bit more convincing for a lot of investors. What do you? Uh, why? Why should people go in this direction, even if they may not? love investing in a tobacco company? You know, perhaps they shouldn't compromise their values. Uh, there, there are some other... <laughs> do we need to find people that are okay with, with investing yeah, in them? Maybe, yeah. maybe we do. But, um, you know, that's uh, just purely from a cold, logical perspective, that's sort of a, an advantage, you know, uh, having that work against it. I mean, um, it pays a great dividend. Uh, it's worth about $90 billion dollars. Um, the thing about um, the tobacco industry is there's uh, extremely high um, brand loyalty. Um, this company owns Camel, um, Lucky Strike, Newport, Cool, uh, with a K, a uh, <laughs> number of other brands. And so that's just something that you can't uh, really replace. I mean, it's considered a steady a steady industry if, you know, maybe perhaps a little bit declining. Vaping is, is on the rise, and that contributed to um, some some struggles for uh, British American earlier this year. But, uh, you know, I think that was those were overblown concerns, um, and now there's a little bit more caution around vaping. And, you know, this is a 7% dividend or something. Um, it's quite high, and... Um, it offers some staying power that is important. Um, again, not going to be a home run. You're not for an aggressive, uh, you know, maybe young in- investor who wants to just go for growth names, but it's a steady um, stock that especially should hold up if there's market trouble as well. Has that, that you know of, has British American looked into vaping? As They do have some exposure, I believe. They have, um, but it's just not as pronounced as some of the other names. Uh, that's my understanding. Um, so they're considered one of the 
weaker vape plays. <laughs> but, you know, that's not why you're buying this. You're, you would buy BTI as the ticker um, just for consistency um, and for a good, solid, um, regular income dividend check. The next one on this list is the loan holdover from your 2019 picks, Facebook, the social media giant, which we also talked about last week. So uh, yeah. you may be repeating some information, but what do you like about Facebook for 2020? Yeah, just, um, you know, it's an up-and-comer. <laughs> no, it's, it's not an up-and-comer. It's been around for quite a while, but um, it continues. There, there just is no secondary, I guess, I guess Twitter would be, um, you know, the next best social media stock. Um, but it has 2.5 billion um, monthly users, I believe. Um, 2.8 billion people use it. Uh, worldwide use one of its services. It owns uh, WhatsApp and Instagram as well. And Instagram still holds growth potential. I don't think that Libra, its currency, uh, cryptocurrency is going to happen, but that's not a huge issue. Um, Unfortunately for some, um, you know, Facebook has not agreed to to ban political advertising. so again, you know, there are some, you know, ESG or, or social implications to some of these picks that may not be for everybody, but uh, at the same time, I mean, it's a big market. Zuckerberg uh, d- didn't agree to do that for a reason. So the last one on this list, Universal Insurance Holdings, as its name suggests, an insurance holding company. What do you <laughs> like about Universal Insurance? Yeah, it's um, it's just trades in an attractive multiple. It's a solid business. Um, insurance uh, is a tried and true um, area. It focuses on uh, the Florida market. So there are um, you know just home insurance and um, and that you know there can be hurricanes and whatnot. But in times like that, they can raise premiums. So it's not always a you know, for hurricane hits, it's not always um, the end of the world. Um, they are a smaller company worth about $950 million. So, again, um, I think that it has sort of the – it's similar to NMI in that, um, in that way and that it's a little bit more aggressive, but I like the way it's valued, um, and I own a little bit of it myself. Um, it should be considered – in, in terms of a wider portfolio, absolutely. But I think it's well well positioned to outperform and comfortable with it being one of the 10 stocks for 2020. So going back, those 10 stocks are Metafast, Alibaba, Nexstar Media Group, AbbVie, NMI Holdings, Health Peak Properties, Newmont Goldcore, British American Tobacco, Facebook, and Universal Insurance Holdings. John, I asked you this last year, so I'm going to ask it again uh, as we turn the page here to 2020. What are some of your New Year's resolutions when it comes to investing? I would say just uh, stay stay humble, you know. Uh, I pulled a Kendrick Lamar uh, for 2020. Um, you have to, I think that people lose sight of sometimes that uh, that the stock market is a, is a big risk. I mean, um, and things can cannot go your way for a little while, and that has a psychological effect. Um, and if you sell in times of chaos, you're going to be in trouble. So, uh, number one, I guess I would say is be a little bit more, um, conservative would be, um, is one of my vows is to not, um, go after the quick buck. And 
um, go after the Me Too stocks that um, that you know you see everybody buying into and um, and you just want to make a dollar as well. Um, I think that you should go with the tried and true names, and that over time, you know, uh, prices follow earnings, and um, some of the more boring names can be good picks in times of um, market downturns and whatnot. So, being conservative, number one, and then um, you know, not not taking too many flyers. I guess it's sort of connected, but I just think that that's prudent in, in a late bull market. Thanks for joining me, John, as always. And I look forward to reviewing these picks with you a year from now, as Absolutely. we did with the 2019s. Thank you, Antonio. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Check out our other episodes and go to money.usnews.com for advice, rankings, and tools on all things investing. If you have specific questions about investing you'd like answered on future shows, please email us at wealthofknowledge@usnews.com. Finally, please subscribe, rate, and comment on our podcast so that we can help more people make smarter decisions with their finances. I'm Antonio Barbera. Thanks for listening to Wealth of Knowledge. See you next week.